Welcome to The Practice, a podcast dedicated to unpacking the challenges and joys of being human in this unprecedented time. Each episode will delve into a different aspect of the practice of living with the goal of leaving you empowered to go out into the world as your best self embodied. Hello, and as always, thank you so much for taking the time and energy to be here. I'm your host, Brooke Davidson, and today's topic is one that keeps coming up when I ask people what they want to listen to, and also just in mainstream media right now, this idea of self-care. So I want to preface this whole episode with a definition of self-care that I find foundational to actual successful self-care practices. This definition I'm taking from Mara Glatzel, who is an intuitive coach, writer, and also a podcast host. And it really, I think, kind of hits the nail on the head. So here we go. Escapism is defined as the tendency to seek distraction and relief from unpleasant realities especially by seeking entertainment or engaging in fantasy. While self-care can provide these things, true self-care is rooted in staying present. It is not a perfect list of things to be checked off each day that is expected to universally work for everyone. It is the act of being responsive to how you feel and what you need. This self-care is about checking in with yourself by asking how you feel, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and mentally, at least once a day. This dialogue with yourself is grounded in tending to what poet Mary Oliver called the soft animal of your body. Sometimes this will be as simple as drinking more water or taking a few moments to rest over the course of the day. Sometimes what is needed is to finally call your insurance company to figure out that bill or set a boundary with a loved one. This self-care is specific and unique to you each day. It is the act of supporting yourself as you navigate whatever life throws at you so that you feel capable, resilient, and nourished in the face of whatever is on your plate. Wow, what a comprehensive definition, first of all. And secondly, I think there's a few key things there. So oftentimes when we see self-care advertised, we see things like, taking a bubble bath, or having a glass of wine. And of course, those things, depending on the intention, truly can be acts of self-care. Often, however, they can just be ways of disconnecting with reality. And true self-care, at its root, is grounded in reality. It is in being present with whatever exists as it exists and taking the next best step. All right. And of course, the next best step doesn't, I mean, when we think about that in the big picture, the next best step at any given moment can be a really intimidating and and big and serious thing. And when we think about self-care, not to say it's not any of those things, but rather that self-care is the next best step in regards to what would specifically nourish you and all of your systems, not just your physical body, but also your emotional body, also your mental health, also your energy, your spirituality, whatever it is that contributes to who you are as a human and helping you feel like your true self. So sometimes self-care can be 
a big thing that needs to happen, a big decision over a course of time or, you know, an action that takes a lot of effort. And I want today to simply focus on some of those simpler forms of self-care. Those things that we can do throughout our day on almost any day in almost any context. Because those are the things I think that are easiest to both access as well as to push to the wayside. So a couple simple things that we can always do. Remembering that meme that I'm sure we've all seen that says, remember to drink water and get sunlight because you're basically a plant with more needs, right? We, we need to remember to drink water. Always have a water bottle with you. I personally love when I'm at work or at home, honestly, having my water bottle sitting with the lid open and off. Because to me, that makes it that much easier for me in the moment to say, oh, I'm thirsty. You know, as at work, I'm, I'm busy often lecturing or helping students. And if I have to stop and take my lid off and kind of disrupt the flow of things, sometimes that's enough to deter me from actually getting a drink of water. And maybe that's silly, but it's true. So having my water bottle with the lid off and ready for me, I, as soon as I get to work, I set it up on my desk that way. That is a great way for me to make sure I'm drinking water when I'm thirsty throughout the day. Another thing going on with that plan analogy is making sure we do get outside. It's not just the sunlight we need, although that is a huge thing. Even if you're, you know, in the middle of your day and you don't necessarily have the opportunity to step outside at that moment, is there a way that you could stand at the window for a couple of breaths and just feel the sun on your skin or just observe something natural? It is astounding and also entirely foundational and basic how deeply connected we are to the natural world. And any chance we get to remind ourselves of that, whether that be walking barefoot across the grass or watching birds from the window, any chance we get to remind ourselves of that is a chance to ground, quite literally, and to just feel a little more at ease. In addition to those really basic things, always the breath is huge. So wherever you are in your day, most of the time we're breathing in the top third of our lung capacity. The top third, not even the top half, y'all, the top third. So if there's a chance that you get to just notice your breath, allow yourself, I like to start with the exhale, allow yourself to draw the navel in on the exhale, pushing out that last bit of air. Often it's kind of stale air that just stays in the lungs and we switch out only parts of the air at a time. So really exhale with force and then inhale fully. Just notice how as the ribcage expands, there's probably some stiffness, some achiness even that you become aware of and say, oh gosh, I haven't been breathing fully because my skin between my ribs feels like it's stretching for the first time today. So taking a breath that's accessible anywhere. Another one that I truly love and you hear me talk about often throughout my episodes is speaking your truth. And although that often maybe sounds like some hippy-dippy kind of ethereal thing, it's really pretty simple. In any moment when you find yourself wanting to 
choose to please to a person over being honest. If something feels important to you and you feel yourself pushing it down, suppressing it, speaking your truth means just honoring whatever that truth is, allowing yourself the chance to speak it. And as I've mentioned before, it doesn't necessarily have to be one of those brutally honest moments. We can still speak our truths in a compassionate way. I like to balance out honesty and compassion as I think of how how do I want to say what I want to say next. That can be honestly such a refreshing way to take care of yourself, to make sure that you're honoring that within you because it doesn't take long of, you know, ignoring that voice for us to suddenly feel quite separate from that voice and separate from that sense of self altogether. Another thing that can be done for self-care is to ask for help or not if not for help, then ask for whatever it is you need from others. We inflict a lot of stress upon ourselves and sometimes that stress is based off of routines. Oh, I'm the person in my household that does this thing. Well, do you need to do it tonight? If you're feeling a little overwhelmed, a little stressed, how might it feel to ask somebody else if they would mind taking that on tonight instead? There's a good chance that they wouldn't mind and that that would feel really like a treat to you. Additionally, that means that next time when you see an opportunity or you're asked to step into that role, to take on something that would otherwise be done by someone you care about, you'll understand just what that means. And it won't feel like a burden. It'll feel like an opportunity for you to give in the way that you've already received. So these are all some pretty minor, not necessarily minor, but small, simple things that we can do to tend to ourselves throughout the day. And it's in these small little things that we really build that foundation of self-care. And yes, a bubble bath can be great, and so can a trip to Spain, but those things, first of all, might not always be self-care. They might be more of what Mara Glatzel refers to as escapism at times, although I'd be pretty hard-pressed to say a trip to Spain is negative in any way. But (laughs) all of this to say that self-care doesn't need to be what it's not just limited to anyway. What we see in TV, what we see in mainstream media. And it's also not something that needs money, that needs a purchase in order to happen. Right? Buying that face mask, yeah, maybe that will be a treat, but maybe just being honest to someone at work about how you feel that the meeting went would honestly be a little bit more self-care as opposed to that face mask. I hope that you find these tips to be useful in your own life. As always, I am entirely open to discussion over this. If you have other ideas, I would love to hear them. All of these ideas have you know, been amassed over the course of years. And so always connecting, sharing out, having that dialogue that allows us to truly expand in our awareness of what self-care and anything else for that matter can be is always a good thing. So please do not hesitate to reach out if you have anything you'd like to add to this conversation. Thank you so much.
To follow along with my work, you can find me on Instagram at brook underscore being. If you're interested in contacting me for a private yoga or life coach consult, please send an inquiry to brookdavidsonyoga at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.